possibly this segment is one of is going to be one of those segments where you say to yourself, I remember where I was when I first heard about this, and it has changed my life. Let me just start off with an interesting, well, it's a little, uh, I don't know how interesting it is, but this is a story uh, that relates directly to my life. I went on this cleanse where I called it the no food, no friends, no uh, no fun diet. I, I was doing it last year during the show or a couple of years ago during the show. And basically you cut out wheat, you cut out dairy, you cut out all of these things, and you basically eat clean for about three weeks. And so my husband, because he's just such a stellar guy, said to me, I'll do it with you. So he did it with me. But before... Um, like I noticed that I dropped some weight and that was fine and I didn't have brain fog or anything like that. But he noticed a change by day seven because unbeknownst to him, he was gluten intolerant and he had had this crazy pain in his side for years. He had gone through all of these tests and they basically couldn't tell him what was wrong with him. He learns that he is gluten intolerant, intolerant possibly celiac. And uh, he learns that when we're done with the cleanse and he goes back and drinks his first beer and the pain comes back, realizes that is out for good. Because any, anyone with celiac or gluten intolerance knows you might as well just give up the gluten because it is a living hell to try and deal with, you know, the effects of eating gluten. And for celiacs, it's very serious business. So Stephen Miller is a professor of microbiology and immunology at Northwestern University Medical School. And I'm so excited to have him on the show. He's been working on and refining this technology for decades. The technology that he's come up with is a biodegradable nanoparticle, which would basically trick your body by safely adding a little bit of whatever you're allergic to into that biodegradable nanoparticle, into believing that whatever it is you're allergic to might actually be okay for you. I think, Stephen, I don't know, I've oversimplified what you've been working on for um, decades, uh, but am I uh, kind of close? Am I I'm a little bit on the money here with what you're doing? Oh, you're actually very close. It's, uh, very good. Uh, you, you understood. Yeah, so that's exactly what we're trying to do, and that is to reintroduce whatever protein, uh, you know, uh, uh, that you might be allergic to, or uh, the therapy is also useful for autoimmune diseases, at least in animal models, by reintroducing the autoantigens that are targeted in a particular disease uh, inside of these nanoparticles, which then talks to the uh, immune system and induces uh, cells that we call regulatory cells, which actually then downregulate or uh, turn off the disease process that you already have going on. So basically, you've created a Trojan horse. That's correct. You could think of it that way, of hiding the antigen inside the nanoparticle. And the, uh, you know, the clinical trial we did was in celiac disease. And Why did you choose celiac? Well, we chose celiac for the simple reason that we knew that gluten, or its major protein component, which is called gliadin, was at the heart of the whole disease that triggered the whole downstream autoimmune process that led to the uh, damage in the, in the intestines and so forth, and as you mentioned, the pain your husband was feeling. Uh, other autoimmune diseases that we work on in the laboratory, models of multiple sclerosis and type 1 diabetes, are very complex diseases in which multiple self-proteins are targeted leading to, you know, paralysis and MS or uh, insulin dependence and type 1 diabetes. So we were more certain of the antigen that we needed to target 
in celiac disease, which was gliadin or, or gluten, uh, whereas in these other more complex diseases, it's not so clear in the human condition what is actually needed to be targeted in order to have a, you know, a clinically efficacious effect. So you take the gluten, you put it in this nanoparticle, which I assume by the just based on the face uh, on the uh, on the name nano means it's it's very small, it's biodegradable. You put it in the nanoparticle, and then how does it get into you know? Do you eat it? How do you ingest that? Yeah, this has to be injected uh, into the bloodstream intravenously, and these particles end up in a, a certain portion of the spleen and in the liver where cells, vacuum cleaner cells called macrophages, or uh, also go by the name antigen-presenting cells, ingest these particles, and then they show the cargo antigen, whatever antigen you have inside the particle, to the immune system in such a way that induces immune regulation rather than immune effector function. So it actually induces a cell population that will turn off an ongoing uh, you know, uh, celiac uh, or gluten reactive cell and celiac disease or a central nervous system uh, specific cell and MS or a, a pancreatic beta cell uh, antigen in type 1 diabetes. All right, I'm going to dumb down what you're doing. As I mentioned, uh, you've been working on refining this for decades. I'm going to dumb it down here. Is this sort of like the microphage, uh, it, it has the nanoparticle, it sees a nanoparticle, it, it grabs it, right. um, it, it, it eats it, it's a vacuum cleaner uh, cell, then it goes across the border. It's going yeah. across the border to the border check just to show I have nothing that would harm anything here. And right. they say, okay, carry on. And then uh, basically that is not kicking off any alarm bells for the rest of your body, your immune system, to start attacking. That's correct. And in addition, it actually induces a cell population that actually shuts down the harmful allergic or autoimmune disease that you're already undergoing. Wow. So it goes a step even farther. It's it's yes. sort of, I mean, can I say a cure? Uh, well, you know, it's probably a little early to say that. We can, uh, let's just put it this way, we can cure mice, whether we can cure humans, uh, you know, really is yet to be determined. When does it go to human trials? Well, this, w the study w that you're uh, talking about here was actually a phase two trial in human celiac patients who were administered the uh, gliadin-containing uh, nanoparticles and then were actually put on a, what we call a food challenge. So they were given the nanoparticles two doses, and a week after the second dose, they started to ingest gluten-containing capsules for the next two weeks. Mm. And then the major out measurements that we did in the trial was were looking at the uh, the uh, robustness of the uh, patient's immune response to the gluten challenge, uh, and also looking at the histology. Uh, in the intestines of the, of the patients based on a biopsy that was taken before the treatment and the gluten challenge versus two weeks after putting, being put on the gluten challenge. And uh, what we saw was that the immune response that the placebo group uh, got uh, in response to the gluten challenge was very robust. That immune response was reduced 90% in the patients that wow. were treated with the uh, gliadin-containing nanoparticles. Uh, and in the placebo patients, uh, you measure uh, 
gut histology in the gut. And what we showed was that in response to the gluten challenge, the placebo patients uh, had a, uh, you know, cert definitely uh, histopathologic signs of intestinal damage, and that was prevented to, to a large part in the uh, treated patients. Histology, you keep bringing that up. What does that yeah. mean? So you, uh, it's like when you go in for your, uh, you know, uh, after you reach 50 for your uh, intestinal biopsy, they uh, put a scope and take a little piece of your uh, intestine out and uh, uh they, uh, you put it, look, examine it under the microscope and look for signs of inflammation. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about, thankfully, yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm uh, sure I'm going to get there. Fingers crossed I'll get there one day. Right. Um, a, a, a lot of people now turned off of the uh, going in for the col- uh, colonoscopy. They do what? Okay. Um, but it is important to do. I, I don't want to freak anybody out here. Okay. So uh, are, could this be used for something like a peanut allergy? Yeah, I mean, that's what the company, uh, uh, our partner, our small biotech company, which is called Core Pharmaceuticals, partnered with Takeda Pharmaceuticals, a large Japanese pharmaceutical, in the celiac uh, trials, phase one and phase two. Uh, It was announced yesterday that Takeda has actually purchased the exclusive license for developing, further developing and clinical testing of the celiac therapy. Uh, but our small uh, biotech company, Core, is now developing, uh, we're interested in two major areas. One of them is multiple sclerosis, and the other one happens to be peanut allergy. Hmm. So the idea here is that in MS you put CNS proteins in the nanoparticles to turn off the autoimmune response that occurs in MS patients, and in peanut allergy patients, we encapsulate peanut antigens or peanut proteins inside of the nanoparticles uh, to try to turn off the uh, immune response against uh, the peanut proteins. You mentioned that you're in, uh, you know, you just finished phase two of the clinical trials for celiac patients. Is phase three actually bringing them to a pizza parlor? <laughs> uh, that's yet to be determined. Our, our, our uh, large pharma partner, Decada, is now going to take over uh, and run the uh, farther trials, which are, are going to be uh, increase the number of patients and do variations and also look to see how long does this protective uh, function last. That's obviously extremely important. And, you know, obviously what we hope to do in the celiac is get to a point where we can give the therapy and then the patients will be able to resume eating you know, gluten-containing uh, uh, foods. The body is so complicated, and then when you do something like this, it's so easy, easily tricked at the same time. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, l- luckily, you know, what, what we're really doing, and this is a point I always make when I give uh, scientific presentations, is the our immune system evolved uh, a mechanism uh, eons ago to... Uh, prevent us from responding to the large amounts of cell death that we normally encounter in our blood every day. So, for instance, literally millions to tens of millions of red cells uh, are aging, senescing, and and being turned uh, and dying every day, as well as other blood cell types like neutrophils. And the immune system has to uh, eat up 
all this dead and dying debris and uh, in such a way that uh, we don't make immune responses against our own blood components, which mm-hmm. would be a disaster. We are actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, targeting the same pathway that the immune system was smart enough to develop. The nanoparticles actually act as surrogates of dying, dying cell debris and bring the antigen of interest to the immune system in such a way that prevents immune responses rather than initiates them. This really is a case of the brain outsmarting the body. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I really do, uh, I can't wait to find out uh, when this uh, your clinical trials are wrapped up and when you actually get this, uh, this uh, past the study um, component. In uh, the clinical practice. Yeah. Because yeah. I think... Yeah, it's going to take several more years of increased testing and, and so forth, but... Uh, we have our fingers crossed that, uh, you know, this is going to work. It's fascinating stuff. It's going to change people's lives. I really appreciate your time today. No problem. Glad Thanks. That's uh, Professor Stephen uh, Miller. He's a professor at uh, Northwestern University Medical School.